Yo, this is Teresa Weatherspoon, better known as Teaspoon, and you're watching Real Fans, Real Talk. What's going on? Welcome to another live edition of Real Fans Real Talk. We got a special guest with us uh, today. This is a special episode. We're getting ready for the Super Bowl. Um, I, I had a little disappointment this, this weekend. Y'all know what's up. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. Let me introduce first my co-host, Eric Sanchez, a.k.a. Legend in Two Games. What's going on, man? What's really good, bro? You know, we got a lot to get into. And it's a great opportunity with the young man that we have featured today to talk some good football, man. Facts, facts, facts. Um, let me. Th- th- this young man is somebody who I- I've been watching him play football since he was like eight years old. This is actually not his first appearance on Real Fans Real Talk because he was he was on the show maybe I think nine or ten years old. You you were on Real Fans Real Talk when we were in the studio along with the with the rest of the Glen Cove Cardinals after y'all had won the championship. Um, and yeah. in Long Island, so this is actually your second time, but uh, mm-hmm. two time NYC CHS uh, football league champion. Did I say it right? Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, all right, two time back to back to back champ at the quarterback uh, position, and now uh, the, the newest uh, quarterback addition to Rutgers University. So you got the shirt. You got the shirt on today, <laughs> Rocco. What is going on, man? What's going on? Thanks for having me. Appreciate you coming on the program. Um, I had to because you know, I um I, since I, I I've been with you guys for so long. Like when, you, when first of all, when y'all won the championship, I automatically win the championship as well as part of the media for the team. I feel like you know how like the, the team doctors and everybody get a ring. I, you know, I feel like I get a championship too, um, but yeah. to see the growth um, with it, with you guys from youth football to becoming a high school uh, champion and then now getting ready to go into the collegiate level playing for Rutgers University, University just talk to me about the, the football journey. Uh, it's been a long process. Um, I knew I always wanted to play in college, so it wasn't really – like an option. Um, I got lucky coming to Holy Trinity and um, I came at the right time with the right coach and the right people. And uh, we won a lot of games and we got a lot of attention and it helped me get to where I'm at now. Rocco, I wanted to ask you because a lot of people who, who love sports and grow up uh, playing sports, as you mentioned, you know, your goal is to get to that next level. Yeah. What was the recruitment process like? Um, um, speaking with coaches, visiting schools, what was that whole process like? Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the funnest thing in the world at times. It, it was pretty stressful for the most part. Um, a lot of no's before yeses. So it was cool. It was really cool to see colleges and uh, get around and having the opportunity to play at Rutgers was something I could have only dreamed of. It was the school I wanted to go to when I first saw it. Um, it's a long process and a lot of people hate it. A lot of people love it, but I'm happy where I am now and I couldn't be more grateful. Yeah, you you in you in the tri-state area right now, um, at at a school that is starting to regain some of that popularity that they once had, especially with the success of Isaiah Pacheco and what he's doing with the with the Kansas City uh City Chiefs right now with them going to to the Super Bowl. Um, yeah. but before before we get to college, you guys um you guys had a little bit of adversity. You, you changed coaches your last year, yeah. um. Did that did that affect um or did that have any type of effect on you with recruitment? Because going from winning back to back championships, only losing one game in two seasons, did that have any type of effect on you? Uh yeah, it definitely had an effect on me personally. I wouldn't say it had an effect on my recruiting, considering that it was already done. Like I I I was already talking to coaches from previous years, um. But during the season and on a team, it was definitely it was hard for us to. Uh, it was hard for us to regain from where we were at. Um, coach Roy was the best coach I've ever been uh, coached by. And it was definitely hard to have a change of coaching and everything was different. Um, the year didn't go as this year obviously didn't go as it did the last two years. Yeah. We were in a higher division. We played harder team, but um, we tried our best with the new coach. Um, 
Coach Butler, who's a great guy, great coach. Um, he got thrown into the mix out of nowhere. He just wanted to be quarterback coach, and he became head coach. So it, it was tough for all of us, but I wouldn't say it affected my recruiting that much. Uh, Roy helped me out a lot my junior year. So, yeah. How, how do you feel your time at Holy, at Holy Trinity has now prepared you for this next step? Like I said with Coach Roy, he kind of prepared us for college before college. So um, I think I'm as used to it as anybody else could possibly be coming out of high school. Um, obviously, it's a huge step going into college, but uh, I think I'm as prepared as I could be at a football standpoint when it comes to that. All right, so I, now I want to talk about your, your style of play a little bit right now because personally, I compare your style of play to Josh Allen, who I, who I, I, I would say is top five quarterback in the league just because you're a dual-threat quarterback. Who would you say your, your style of play is closest to right now in the NFL? I personally think I like to compare myself to Brock Purdy. I love him. A lot of people don't. I just think he's like a great quarterback and all-around a, a winner. So that's who I compare myself because just like the size and stature of him and the way he plays, I think that's who I am most actually compared to physically and, yeah, how he plays the game. I want to talk a little bit about the recruitment again with Rutgers. Mm -hmm. Greg Schiano there as the head coach. What was that first meeting like with him? And what was it about Coach Schiano that kind of drew you and made you want to go to Rutgers? So I was with my, um, my friend Dylan Braithwaite, who's at Rutgers right now. I kind of went through his whole entire recruitment process with him the year before, the year prior. Um, I was with him when he committed. I was with him when he got offered, which was the same day. But um, it, it was a cool experience. And just like being at a Big Ten school, it's not like nothing else. Um, Shiano is a great guy, a great coach who I've known for a while, who I know people who know. Um, he really cares about family and football. And it's all about, like he says, chop. Um, I knew it was the place I wanted to go before I even had a shot of going there. So it was a no brainer when he gave me the shot. Um, but yeah, he's a tough guy, a serious dude. Um, he's just a great coach. Now I want to, I want to go back again to, I would say my favorite game of yours uh, in, in high school, which is kind of yeah. brings things full circle, yeah, full circle is yeah. the, 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 was the battle for, Bridge, yeah. Battle for the bridge. Uh, you guys played at Rutgers University, probably the biggest stage you guys have yeah. played on. Um, yeah. Pack, you know, the people in the seats, the sidelines, yeah. everybody was going crazy. A game that went into overtime, but mm -hmm. uh, you had a teammate in that game who also plays for for Rutgers yeah. right now. Who came? Who went the year the year before? He so he's actually there now. Dylan Braithwaite. Yeah. What's that like for you going back, knowing that one of your top wide receiver threats from high school is now going to be with you again at the collegiate level? Uh, it's great. I mean, he's my best friend out of football. So um, I've spent a lot of time with him. I spent a lot of time at Rutgers with him. I know a lot of people at Rutgers, and I'm more than excited to be with him. And with more than just him, I got my boys KJ and Ian from Long Island. So we got a lot of Long Island kids representing uh, Rutgers right now. And I'm really excited to work with them all. So it's going to be cool. That, that, like you said, that must be an amazing feeling to already have that comfort level yeah. with certain people on campus and on the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely not going in there blind, yeah. Gotta love it. So now this year, because you are, you are incoming, incoming freshman right now, so what's your focus going into your, your freshman year? Um, Learn. That's my main focus, just learn. I'm not going into it knowing I'm going to play because I know I'm not my freshman year. I just want to sit behind these guys who've had the experience and uh, just really learn what it's like, the whole other level. It's a lot faster, a lot more demanding on the brain at the quarterback level, so the quarterback spot. So I'm just excited to get in there and learn and get on the field as fast as possible. No, knowing that Rutgers was always your number one choice, as you mentioned, and then spending some time on campus, did you find yourself at times kind of scouting the other Big Ten teams, like seeing what they're running defensively and, and what you, you're going to be going up against? And even though, like you said, you don't expect to play this year, right. um, obviously you're not expecting to sit for long. At some point you're expecting yeah. to take over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess I could say I looked at their defenses, but um, that's something I'd probably get more into in college. Um, I mean, we play the best schools in the country, so it's every Saturday. Whatever game I'm watching, I know I'm probably going to play that team eventually. So, yeah, I mean, it's cool. Absolutely.
Uh, Will Gordon in the building. What's going on, man? I see the I see the the, the people is checking in with us right now. Um, all right, so I want to ask you this, you know, because I want to go back to that this uh, your junior year after coming off the the second championship. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys lost uh, a wide receiver uh, who was ranked the number one player in the state. How much did that change things for you guys offensively and what you what you did going into the season? Um, it was definitely hard, you know, losing a weapon like that. Um, I wouldn't say it changed much in the long run just because um, we never based it off one person anytime we won a game. Um, like I said, it was more overall just losing Coach Roy and um, having to regain a form of leadership, which was pretty hard. But, yeah, it, it was hard losing Josiah Brown, and, you know, I wish the best of luck for him, too, at Penn State. But um, You guys may play each other at, at some point. Yeah, at some point. At some point. But, yeah, it was tough. It wasn't something that we expected, you know, after the season. But he wanted to go back to his hometown, which is respectable. So it is what it is. Guys, yeah, the, 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 show, the show must uh, must go on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a tough part of the game, but you're going to cross paths with a lot of these guys at the next level, of course. Yeah, I mean, more than I would ever think, yeah. Got you. Uh, well, we, we, we're talking to the newest addition to Rutgers University uh, quarterback uh, right now. He's going to be the newest quarterback for Rutgers University. Uh, he, he got a little weight because he's going to be a freshman, so he probably – we're gonna see him more, you know, probably like sophomore year. But I'm gonna call I'm gonna call Coach uh, Greg up, see, you know, time I, I when, when I come down to the game, I want to see what's going on, and uh, see what we could we could make it happen. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So tell me this. I, I do want to talk because right now we got one of the biggest games in football coming up. Um, I know you just said you kind of liking your game a little bit up with uh Brock, Brock Purdy's, but you do have a, a, a Rutgers alum playing on the other I side do. for the Kansas City Chiefs. So who are you rooting for in this game? I'm rooting for the 49ers. <laughs> if I'm being blatantly honest, I want them to win. I want I love the I love the Chiefs, but I'm kind of sick of them winning and I really want a, a little change up going on, but you know, Patrick Mahomes is the guy and he's going to be pretty hard to take down and Pacheco's had an unbelievable season like always. He's a stud. It's going to be a tough game. I think it's going to be a great game. I've been hearing a lot of talk about a blowout on the 49ers, which I just totally disagree with. But um, I think it's going to be a, a game, a really good game. The, the Chiefs trying to do what y'all did, win, win back-to-back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not opposed to anything happening. I'm not a fan of either team. So, But, you know, we got that Rutgers, on, Rutgers blood on the Chiefs' side, so I'm always rooting for him. But – I got you. Shout out, shout out to my guy Lenny Parisi in, in the comments right there. He he wants to know who who brought you to your first Rutgers game. That would be Lenny Parisi. <laughs> <laughs> Trick question. Yeah, they, you know they, they they know Lenny on Twitter too. Twitter, like his 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 name rang bells in the Twitterverse. Yeah. He had a little beef with with some of the fans at an, an opposing school that uh that that Holy Trinity beat. Um, I, I think it was in their homecoming game too. Yeah, it was Kellenberg. That was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, so there was a little Twitter beef going on right there. <laughs> Rocco, as, as we talked about you guys winning back-to-back championships, uh-huh. how tough is it to stay focused during that second run, something that Kansas City's trying to do themselves? Um, just don't let anything get to your head. Um, it wasn't that hard to stay focused. Uh, we moved up a division, so it wasn't like we just had a chip on our shoulder to keep winning. It wasn't like anybody was expecting us to win again. Um, so it was kind of like that kind of thing. We was trying, we were trying to get the three P man. That's what we wanted. We wanted the three P. That would have been bad. crazy. I wanted it bad. Yeah. But it is what it is. It's all good. Over and down. Hopefully yeah. we'll get one. We'll get one from Rutgers when, uh, when, when, you, when you take over. Yeah. Get to the college football playoff. That's the goal. Cause then that'll be, that'll be youth high school and college. You got a championship in. I think that's a yeah. good resume going, getting, you know, getting ready to go to the next level. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. You know, if we, you know, obviously the playoffs in college have switched this year, so everybody's got a shot now. It's not going to be all political with the change in, I think it's what, 12 teams, right? Yeah. Hey, um, Trevor, I was say, bring up uh, Will's question. This is a good question we got in the, in the comment section there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he wants to know, young man, when did you start playing quarterback and when did you realize you could make it at a D1 level? 
Um, I started fully playing quarterback in seventh grade. So I was only playing running back before when you met me on the Cardinals. I was, I don't even know what I was. Um, I, I knew I wanted to play quarterback and, um, I worked with my quarterback coach, uh, James Brady, who I've worked with for the last, however long I've been playing quarterback. Um, I knew I could make it probably my freshman, not knew that I could make it, but I knew I had to make it. Like I wasn't, I was in the mentality where I only wanted to play division one football. Not saying I wouldn't have played it if it didn't go my way, but um, that's what I wanted to do. So I just worked my ass off and it, um, with people around me that were going to division one schools, it became a reality in high school. So, yeah. Shout out to, to, to Will Gordon. And, and by the way, Will is a, a Terrapin fan. So <laughs> he, he, he will be paying attention to your career, right? Uh, he, he, he knows you guys are going to cross paths at some point. For sure, for sure. We we definitely I told you we definitely uh mobbing out as soon as soon as Rocco get ready to take over we mobbing out uh to Rutgers and um and, and going to a couple of games actually you know what Lenny Parisi actually took me to my first Rutgers game too <laughs> so, so there, there yeah. you go shout out Lenny's to got season tickets yeah 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 he does yes yeah, yeah, I've won a couple of times Will wants to know uh did you play any other sports. Yeah, I played baseball my whole entire life, which I was arguably better at baseball than I was at football. I ended up falling out of love for baseball freshman year of high school and just focused on football after that. But, yeah, I was a big baseball guy. Played lacrosse. Played all sports growing up, but um, I was big with baseball. But it didn't – I just didn't love it. Like, well, once I started getting good at football, the, the feelings just weren't the same towards being on – standing on a baseball field all day compared to just all the pressure of being a quarterback. It just wasn't the same feeling. Now, did you ever so, think because, you know – that base baseball money is is very good, mm-hmm. and then when you got to take into effect the, the physical punishment that you take yeah. on, on from from football, did that ever yeah. you know weigh in on your mind? Nah, I never really thought of it like that. But I just didn't love it the same. Like there was just no feeling like playing football and being on the football field and just me versus everybody. I just didn't love baseball like that. It was too boring for me. I just liked the excitement of football. But yeah, I love baseball and always have a spot in my heart. But I did play baseball my whole life before I played football, but yeah, that's about it. Do you feel, I mean, we hear a lot with Mahomes and how he played baseball and how it helps him with throwing off off balance and different arm angles. Do you feel the same way as a quarterback, that baseball has helped you? A hundred percent. And I don't think I would be the same if I didn't play baseball growing up my whole life. But yeah, it it really does help. And Will Will Gordon wants to know uh, what position did you play? He's he's guessing at the shortstop or outfield. I did play shortstop. Yeah, I played shortstop and I pitched. Okay, now, and you went you wouldn't get back into it though, because because I know Rutgers, you know they got they got the baseball team over there too. They <laughs> too they too good at baseball for me to start up again. Um, I was gonna maybe play. I was gonna maybe play this year, but I didn't even think about it now. But yeah, no, absolutely not. Um, it would be cool, but those guys, that's a, they're a solid. I mean, they're probably, they might be better at football than they are, at baseball than they are at football, uh, ranking-wise. So, yeah, it's not something I'd be able to just jump into again after five years. But yeah, that's, a long time. that's a long time away from the game yeah. to just start playing again. Uh, especially at that level. Big shout-out to everybody that's on the live. I see more and more people is uh, checking in. Um, again, we, we we are here with uh, with with the two time two time champ and Rutgers newest QB. Um, Rocco's been rocking out with us. Um, I do. I want to. I want to talk a, a little bit more NFL uh, while we got you on on the program. I want to talk about this AFC Championship game, um, Rocco. From from the quarterback standpoint and being on that field, where do you think Baltimore went wrong um, against the Chiefs? Running the football, <laughs> just that simple. Um, I don't know. Lamar looked a little shaken up, which I haven't really seen all season. Um, they had ran the ball, I think, what twenty for one time, something like that, in the first half. Six times in the second half. It just didn't seem right. Um, Chiefs have a better run defense than pass defense. So I mean, the Chiefs have a horrible run defense and a really good pass defense. So. I'm surprised they didn't attack that more. But um, from a quarterback standpoint, I don't think Lamar did anything wrong. He just looked a little rattled at the end, but he made big plays. Um, you know, that Zay Flowers, that whole thing at the end, that was tough. That's tough to come back from. Yeah. 
But it was a good game. I wanted the Ravens to win. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you, I really you mentioned Lamar. You met, I tripped wanted Lamar as well. That's he's he's still heartbroken. Yeah. Um, yeah. You you mentioned a great point because it was one of the things that Tripp and I we were texting during the game. The Ravens never never committed to the run game. Um, as you mentioned, even though they had 21 rushing attempts, eight of those are Lamar scrambling. Yeah. So those weren't even really drawn up run plays. Those were him improvising. Uh, they kind of went away, I thought, from what their game plan should have been, which has been to run the ball, set up more play action, and then kind of get the Chiefs off balance. They allowed the Chiefs to sit, I think, in a lot of cover two the whole game. Yeah, it was it was definitely something weird that I did not think that was going to happen. I mean, most teams do attack the Chiefs on the ground. So yeah. I don't know if it was offense coordinator, but – it was weird, for sure. Uh, Uzo, the Todd Munkin, I believe, is their old, old coordinator. Yeah, yeah, I think so. He, he was getting uh, a lot of hate after that game, for sure. Well, yeah. you're you're a Brock Purdy fan, as you mentioned, and yeah. you hear a lot of the criticism. There, there's people who praise him. There's a lot of people who criticize him. A lot of people um, criticize him. They call him a system quarterback. Yeah, I've heard it all. I wouldn't say I'm a fan, but I do like the way he plays, and I don't. I don't think the system quarterback should be named to anybody that plays in the NFL because I think that's a horrible name. Mm -hmm. To say to an NFL quarterback, he's won so many games, and I mean, you see what he did against. He came back in the second half and yeah. just absolutely killed it. And uh, that's not something just a guy who just could throw routes um, and with no pressure could do. So he could take pressure, he could do all the things. Um, I wouldn't say he's at a level like Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I like Lamar the best just because he's just so good at everything he does. But. Um, yeah, he's a pretty good quarterback, so I think he deserves a lot more love than hate right now. And let's see what he could do. I mean, we'll all talk um, in two weeks, so we'll see what can happen, what he's going to do. Yeah, I, I, think, I think the moment may have been too big for them because it was a lot of bad penalties. They, they were racking up back-to-back. -back. Zay bad. Flowers fumble, you know, in the, in the end zone, I mean, on the goal line. So, but, you know. It, they definitely should have ran the football a lot, a lot more, especially you know with Lamar coming off of a hundred yards rushing and two touchdowns the week before. It was like, you know, what happened? Why would y'all change the game plan and try to force the pass uh, so much? Right. You know, um, in regard to to Brock Purdy, yeah, man, he's 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 done nothing but win. You know, yeah, yeah. As much as we talk about him, he's done he's done nothing but win. Obviously, I mean, no nobody's just going undefeated like that. Everybody's taking a couple losses, but. For the most part, since he's been there, they've been winning, and um, you know, and he's a young kid. He's young, man. He's yeah. really young. Like so. he's got so much time to do so much stuff. Exactly. So. Let me let me yeah, go to yeah. Will. Will got another question for like, you up here. Will yeah. says, "Was Rutgers the best opportunity for you to play, or did you have a connection with the program and with the portal? How does that make you look at the landscape of the game?" Um, I wouldn't say Rutgers is was the best place for me to play at like the highest level of football I could have played at. So it was definitely the best opportunity I had to play at a high level that I think I could play at. Um, what do you say? Uh, what is it? The uh, Yeah, the transfer portal. I mean, now being in college, it's not really something that I want to even think about because if I keep that in my head, then it's just going to bother me. If they're going to bring people in, they're going to bring people in, but I was there first, so it is what it is. Um, the transfer portal is a weird place. It's good for people. It's bad for people, but... It's meant for the player, so it is what it is. Got you. Shout out to uh, Gary Blankenship. He said he's showing some some records. Love go Scarlet Knights. We got we got records fans that checking in. We got some records fans in the building. Y'all gonna be seeing a lot of Rocco uh, very very soon. I, I'm I'm really excited uh, about that, man. I'm I'm so looking forward to it. Um, again, Rocco, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get ready to to to, to wrap up in a in a little while. But I want to congratulate you again on everything that you've been able to accomplish from youth football being a champion there, uh, from high school football being a champion there, and then making this next step. There's a lot of guys that would love to be in your position right now and to be able to say not only are they playing college football, but they're playing D1 college football at a, a very well-known uh, school in Rutgers University with a very um, – a very good uh, coach in in Shiano, and um, mm -hmm. so that, that that's that's the big thing. I'm, I'm so I'm so proud of you guys and what you've done. Thank you, it means a lot. I'm more than happy to be where I'm at. So can't wait. So, yeah, I see. I see. Uh, yeah, we'll say he's ruined for you. Um, 
Except when you play against when the you play Terps. Against the Terps. <laughs> uh, they got the best of us the last two years, but uh, we'll see if uh, what happened. two that's, is gone. A little two is gone. So yeah, that's going to change as soon, as soon as you know Rocco gets to the school. All that's changing. All we needed was that little uh, little tongue of lower guy to get out of there. Cause he's, <laughs> that's the problem. He's a, he's a serious cornerback. I wonder what he's going to do. He's got another year. He's trying to push for a six-year eligibility, so that's going to be interesting. I seen somebody today that just popped up that did that is going to be playing for Rutgers. They, um, I saw they, that, too. Yeah. I did see that. I, I don't actually know who that is. Um, I know he's been to a lot of schools. I think he came to Rutgers last year. Yeah. So, yeah, I think pushed for his six-year eligibility this year. But, you know, that's another thing, too. I mean, eligibility has become the weirdest thing in the whole entire world. Yeah. Um, good and bad, but... You know, you I mean, some people, yeah, some people are abusing it. We're seeing some of them that are getting a little out of hand. Do you, I know going into this freshman year, as you already mentioned, you, you aren't expecting to play this year. Have you already decided to redshirt or were you well, going to kind of wait they until decided, you got They decided for you, but okay. yeah, I'd redshirt for sure. Okay. I mean, I don't see myself being in the game, so it, it would be a no-brainer to redshirt, have five years of eligibility, so yeah. But hold on, we got a couple more questions coming in for you, Rocco. Shout out to my guy Drunk in the building. Come on, Drunk, wait a minute. Don't be drunk today. We got, you know what I'm saying, we got minors on, on the program. Right? You can't be getting drunk. All right, but uh, ask, ask Rocco. Rucker's got some big-time basketball recruits coming. Are you planning on hitting up any of those games? Yeah, I mean, we got what? I think the best, what's he, the number two recruit in the country? We got, they got, we got him. We got a bunch of guys. Um, yeah, I've already been to a bunch of basketball games. I've been to like two or three when I was on campus. It's like an insane atmosphere. The games get absolutely, they get more packed in the football games. <laughs> um, you know, it's a great stadium or arena. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to be at as many games as possible. Will, he's he's not joining the, the Terps. Get, just give Will, it up. Bro. Yeah, Will's already <laughs> trying to recruit you to join the transfer portal. <laughs> and head a little further down 95. <laughs> so, uh, Will, Will go, go, on my, go on my Instagram, on my Facebook, and um, I want you to check out uh, Rocco's footage. I got, he's like, his footage clips are spread out through my through my um social media. You'll see a lot of his uh his plays. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna throw up I'm gonna post um this week. I'm gonna post some of Rocco's highlights um to the to the channel um so that you guys can see some of his, his high school uh highlights because when you wanna talk about big plays, he he has a lot of a lot of big plays, whether it be running the football in for touchdowns at you know in, in the biggest stage in Rutgers or throwing forty yard bombs down the field for touchdowns, he got some really big plays. So I'm gonna actually post those highlights up on on all our social media this week. Alright. Right. Yeah, you like that Rutgers game? That was a pretty cool game. That was one I'll never forget. I don't even care about whatever happens in college, but that's a game I'll never forget for the rest of my life. At least now you know you're used to playing in that stadium. You got, you got the right. feel already. I had the, best, I had the best and worst game of my life in that stadium, so I did fumble a couple of times, but I don't think I ever played like that before. And y'all got, uh, got an overtime win. That's that's in itself. Yeah, I, mean, I had like almost 400 yards, I think, um, in the air. Um, it was like the longest game I feel like I've ever been a part of in my life. I feel like that game went on for like two days. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, yeah, that overtime one was crazy, but I knew we were gonna win that game. I wasn't gonna lose. So, Rocco, before you before you get up out of here, um, let it, let everybody at, at home know where they can uh, follow you at on social media. Yeah, you can follow me at Instagram. Like the biggest thing, I don't I'm not really active on anything else, but uh, Rocco Renoni one on Instagram. That's about it. Uh, you follow me on Twitter too. Same thing. But all right, make sure y'all 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 stay in touch with Rocco. Don't say we did not tell y'all about this young man now, because when you start seeing his highlights on ESPN from his uh, once he once he makes his Rutgers debut, y'all gonna be like, yeah, they did tell us on Real Fans Real Talk what was going on. We should have known better. That's funny. Well, he is not. Come on, all right. You know what, <laughs> Rocco? Listen, we we appreciate you for for rocking out with us. Um, sure, again, congratulations on, 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 on being at Rutgers. We definitely gonna gonna get up there to support you, you know, as soon as you, you take over that starting role. Thank you guys. Thank you for having me. No doubt, Rocco. Best of luck. Thank you. All right, man. All right, Eric. Um let's 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 talk a little bit of, of NBA before we get up out of here. Again, big shout out to Rocco. Y'all make sure y'all check that young man out. He's the newest QB addition to Rutgers University. Um D one football. 
is going down this, uh, this these next uh three four years. Yeah, man. Shout out, shout out to Will Gordon, man. That's he, he's a good kid. All, all of these kids, man, that I've been filming from you know when they, when they were young, have all uh gone on to to college right now. Several of them are playing um D one football right now. Um, but most of them have have uh, they'll be either in college this year or they 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 were in college last year. But um, they've been doing their thing for a long time, and, and again, they're back to back champions. They pretty much run Long Island football. Shout out to Holy Trinity High School and uh, and Coach Roy and the whole Holy, Holy Trinity's uh, roster. Um, NBA news, though, Eric. Um, we got a lot going on in, in the NBA this week. Actually, I want to start off with something fun this week, some addition that's going down All-Star Weekend. We got a, a new version of the three-point contest where Steph Curry is going to be battling New York's own Sabrina Ionescu in the three-point shootout. Obviously, you guys know she she broke the record uh, last year in, in the three-point contest when she won, but now she's going to be facing the greatest shooter of all time, Eric are you going on FanDuel and and who are you taking in the three point shootout? I mean, I would take Sabrina because they just they just shooting. So you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it, 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 it ain't like they playing one on one. So I'm I'm gonna take it because she probably gonna get good odds as the underdog. Facts, facts, facts. So I would take. I mean, don't get me wrong. No disrespect to Steph. Plus, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Steph kind of you know he's not as intense in that type of matchup. So I, I would go with Sabrina. Facts. My bad, yo. Let me let me shout out a love right here. This is actually was a question for Rocco. Mm-hmm. Came a little bit bit late, a love. Sorry about that. Rocco's off uh, right now, but she wanted to know what NFL team would, would you hope to play for. Uh, I tell you what, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna I'm hit up uh, Rocco on IG. I'm gonna ask him that question for you, and then I and I um and I'll post it when we start posting clips from Rocco's interview with us. But big shout out to you, a love. Thank you for for supporting and uh, watching the show. And besides, that, that ain't gonna be the last time. We have Rocco on the program anyway, you know what I'm saying? Because he once he started playing for Rutgers, you know it's lit. After every every time he throw for 400 yards and four touchdowns, we're gonna have to call him up and tell him, "Yo, we need you back on the show, Rocco." And he gonna pull up. So you know what I'm saying, don't worry, he, he'll be, he'll be back. Um, but yeah, Eric, so you taking Sabrina Ionescu in the three point shootout? Oh yeah, if it's if it's a, like I said, it's a one off. I'm a, I'm gonna take Sabrina. Yeah, I can't. I can't go against New York on that one, man. I'm sorry. And no disrespect to, to, to Steph Curry. We know you the goat. We know you the greatest shooter of all time. But we, you know, what I'm saying his home team over here, baby. Shout out to Sabrina. I'm looking forward to that three point shootout. Um, the All Star team, the starters, everybody's announced. Steph Curry did not get to start nine. I mean, I guess it's okay now because we know he's going to be in a three point shootout. He needs to be focused on that and not focused on starting an All Star game anyway. Um, but. Did you feel like it was a snub, Steph, not being a starter? No, nah, I can't say that. Um, I, I, we even I talked about it before. I don't think it's fair to say anybody's really a snub. It's, it's limited spots. You only could take 12 guys, really. Um, the fan vote is going to play a major factor on who's the starters anyway. So I wouldn't say it's a snub at all. And plus, you got young guys like SGA, like Luca. They're ready to take over at the guard spot. So, you know, Steph, it's, it is time. It's, it's the passing of the guard. Yeah, and and record wise, you know, what I'm saying you're talking about top top five teams in the ranking. You know, um, the Warriors are fighting to stay into the playing tournament right mm-hmm. now. So no, I wouldn't say it was a snub either. Um, Steph is the man anyway. We know we know what's up. Um, shout out to Lenny Parisi. He says is Sabrina shooting at the same three point line as Steph Curry? No, she's not. She's shooting at the uh, WNBA three point line. Steph shooting at the NBA three point line. Uh, I did I did hear that. Earlier today, um, that's why you got to take Sabrina. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> more reasons to take Sabrina. Yeah, uh, I mean, I guess because realistically, it would have they would have to do it that way because then that would give Steph the advantage because the the it's further it's further away, so he's used mm-hmm. to shooting from the NBA three point line, so he would have the advantage. So I guess they would have to do it that way. You gotta say Curry still Curry. he is Curry. Listen, he is. I'm not. I'm not knocking Steph Curry. I'm just saying I, I can't go against the home team. I got. I got to support, man. That's that's New York, man. We got. We got to support. Um, you know what I'm saying. So, I'm. I'm looking forward to that either way. Um. Oh, the Olympics. Uh, Draymond Green. He's not a part of the. Uh, I guess the elimination crew because it's not even the final roster. He's just. He's not a part of the mix. Um. Grant Hill had made some comments about it. Um. 
do you feel like they should have just came out and said, listen, Draymond, you've been getting in too much ish. <laughs> That's why you're not going to be in the qualifiers for the Olympics. No, I don't. I don't think they should even have to say something like that. That's already known. If we send you over there to represent the country, we want the best of the best. You are a representation of the country and of the sport. Yeah. So why would we send someone over who has had multiple suspensions, who just was suspended indefinitely for a sucker punch and uh, <laughs> another player on the court who earlier this year choked out a player as well? Like it's no matter how you feel about Draymond, it's is it is it the representation we want to send? Absolutely not. Yeah, and 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 I think another part of that is if you if you. If you go down <laughs> Draymond Green's resume, with the exception of Jordan Poole, most of the guys that this happens to are international players. So how's that <laughs> going to be <laughs> in the Olympics with Draymond over there and all the guys that, that he done had issues with are playing for the countries around the world? Yeah. I mean, it's a drunk's, uh, drunks comment down there as well. It's not as if, like, if, if we're going to send Draymond, who are we telling to stay home then? <laughs> because saying. the 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 pool now of players that they're selecting from are, are really like some the top 30 top 35 guys in the league draymond is not yeah. that so which one of them guys are we going to say no you can't go because we want draymond to go we want him to do on ball screens and, <laughs> and run a point forward in the olympics like we good it's all right facts yeah you know again that's that's the other big part i shout out to drunk because Draymond is not even on that level. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, because even right now, do, I don't even, where do you rank him on the Warriors, like, right now? His impact on the Warriors doesn't um, translate to the stat sheet, and I get that. But, again, we're talking Olympic basketball. Um, yeah. If Braun wants to go, Braun is going to go. If KD wants to go, KD's going to go. We're not going to tell them guys not to go. And then let's not forget, and Bede and Bam Adebayo could play for Team USA as well. So with those guys also want to play for Team USA, where like what are we? Are we really realistically we trying to force a spot for Draymond? Yeah. No. Yo, well you you a wild boy. <laughs> so Draymond to the Olympics to represent our country. He's like, <laughs> that's a great. That's a that's a great. That's a great analogy right nice. there. Like. That's 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 crazy. Oh, shout out, shout out to Drunk. By the way, y'all, that interview was dope. I don't comment too much when guests because <laughs> appreciate you. Yo, Drunk, stop playing, man. Where you go? Where you gonna get on, on the air with us, man? Stop playing, Drunk. We we gotta have you up here for for at least one show with us, man. We got we gotta set that set that up. Man. Oh my goodness, but yeah, Draymond, he's not even on that level right now. We wanna listen. After everything that just went down, we need to have the best of the best of the best. We can't be messing around trying to have have Draymond Green, okay, playing in the Olympics for Team USA. We mess around and, and, and lose again. So, nah, we're not. We're definitely not doing that. Um, oh, Eric, I'm, I'm going to let you rock, man. I gotta, I'm going to give you a team they fly. Well, shout out to your Knicks. Uh, seven straight right now. Um, they've, been, they've been looking really good since the, since the OG trade. We've been looking amazing, but you know, when we made the trade, people, you know, they they got so caught up on the name of RJ Barrett and, and Emmanuel Quickly, who I love. I love those guys. They didn't look at the bigger picture and what OG brings to the table. And now you see that. We we're 13 and 2 with OG. Uh we're tied for the third best record in the East right now. Unfortunately, we're gonna probably be three to four weeks without Julius Randle after the separated shoulder. Yeah. Um tough. And, and he and I thought he was really playing some of his best ball right now as well. Like he really figured out his role as the number two guy. But I think we're going to be great. I think Jalen Brunson has been phenomenal. You talk about All Star snubs. He's one of the few guys that could really say, "Hey, I've been snubbed uh, with yeah. the level he's playing at." But o- overall, I think Tibbs has done a phenomenal job of integrating this newer style offense because the Knicks are more free flowing, more up and down now. Um, but I, I just think OG has been phenomenal. You got to remember, we don't even have Mitchell Robinson yet. We've been getting great contributions from Hartenstein and from Sims. Um, uh, Deuce McBride has played well off the bench as well. Mm-hmm. And then Harden DiVincenzo. I mean, those guys, when you talk about picking up guys who who really fit the identity and the culture of what you're trying to establish, yeah. I think Josh Hart and Dante DiVincenzo have been perfect for that. They are New York-style basketball players. So this team is, is super fun to watch. Uh, I'm excited to see what we do. I, I would love to see us make maybe one more move 
maybe for a Malcolm Brogdon type or Jordan Clarkson, just to get another guy off the bench. But ultimately, I love what I'm seeing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, man, I got and I got to say this, you know, to your point, this is the best I've seen Julius Randle since he played in the All Star game. Yeah, right now, this is the best. This is the best I've I've seen him playing. And yeah, Jalen Brunson should be an All Star right now. Like, that's the part that is like, come on, man. How was Jalen Brunson? You know, for the most part, the, the Knicks have stayed within like the the, the top six range. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I guess like the last I want to say two months. Um, so you, I mean, Jalen Brunson deserves to be on on the All Star team right now. Um, we'll we'll see what happens. Maybe he does wind up on there, but he should have been been there from the jump. Um, Gary Blankenship says, "I'm happy for the Knicks. Most loyal fan base <laughs> been through hell. Good days all around the corner." For them fans, keep the eyes open. Things about to be insane. Yeah, y'all, 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 y'all deserve it, man. Um, Trip, no, it's been it was a lot of tough yeah. nights in studio as a Nick fan. A lot of tough nights in studio. <laughs> so I always I always rock with my squad, man. I'm happy to see what Tibbs and Leon Rose have done for this organization over the last four years. Um, looks like we're about to go. Obviously going to be a playoff team again. So that would be three out of the four years with Tibbs as a head coach and with Leon Rose running the front office, mm-hmm. which that, that means they've established that that culture now. They've established that credibility where it's like, all right, now we've turned this into a winning mindset. Yes. You know, have we played for the finals? No. Were we a title contender? No. But the fact that we were making the playoffs consistently and now starting to build a winner and, and you're starting to see all those things come together, mm-hmm. I think it's been a great success for Leon Rose. Yeah, um, I, I, I agree. Um they're they're exciting to watch now. Um, it's, it does suck that they're gonna lose Julius Randle right now, but I I, I think that uh, Jalen Brunson and and OG can hold things together until until he comes back into the lineup. Let me let me take Drunk's uh, question because I I kind of want to ask you this, Eric. Jordan Clarkson for Josh Hart in a pick. Are you doing it? And I'm gonna add. Hell no. I'm gonna add to that. Um, and I don't. I'm not saying who you, who you, who you trading for, but if Jordan Clarkson or Malcolm Brogdon, who would you who would you prefer the Knicks to go after? I think Malcolm Brogdon fits us a little bit better, um, and I also think he'll come at a cheaper price tag because Portland has no aspirations of trying to win this year. They're just trying to uh, get some assets and get the cap relief. Um, I think you can have Jordan Clarkson for Evan Fournier in picks. Yes, and the reason I say and the reason I say that is. Jordan Clarkson is going to be a free agent after this year. Utah, I don't think, is looking to add salary beyond this year. Josh Hart just signed his new deal, so you would be taking on three years. And I don't think Danny Ainge wants to go that route with Josh Hart. I think Danny Ainge would love to be able to just get rid of the salary and pick up picks. Mm -hmm. So Evan Fournier, the $18 million he's making that can come off the books along with picks. I think Danny Ainge would be more than happy with that. Yeah, um, and I mean, that's crazy. That that was the the bad one, Evan Fournier. I don't know what... what... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what happened with that whole situation? But it's definitely time for uh, for him to him, him to move on now. Yeah, Knicks fans do love Tibbs now, but I mean, you know that's that's how it is, man. <laughs> when you when you winning and you start looking good, they love you. And as soon as things get a little rocky, oh, you got to get them out of there. We we want them to go. That's just well, that's just how it is. You got to remember though, drunk. Like after they made the playoffs that first year, and then they lost to the, to the Hawks, Tibbs was stuck in his ways. In, in, in terms of, like, what they were running offensively. There was no creativity offensively. And in that second year, they missed the playoffs. So I think a lot of Knicks fans felt like you're not adjusting to the league. What you did that first year was cool, but you're not adjusting. Mm-hmm. Now I think he's adjusted. You can see their offense is different now. And obviously Jalen Brunson helped that because they needed a point guard. But he is adjusting. This team is much more free-flowing offensively. You see the ball movement looks better. When you look at their, like, plus-minuses of their starters and you see – the other night, OG Ananobi was like a plus 36 with him on the floor. Yeah. And and that's that's a credit to the type of offense they're running now because he has the pieces and he's allowed things to become f- more free-flowing. They shoot a lot more threes now than they did uh, Tibbs' first year, and that was always one of Tibbs' biggest knocks because he played an old-school style. Now he's kind of embraced the fact that you got to shoot threes to win in, t- in today's NBA. Yeah. <laughs> the Knicks are going to Knicks in the post. <laughs> Listen. I would say the Wizards are gonna Wizards, but they've been Wizards. <laughs> I mean, I don't that's, know. That's, yeah, we, I don't know about the, the yeah. That's that's over with. He's saying Donovan Mitchell to go. We beat Donovan Mitchell in the playoffs last year. 
Donovan Mitchell's dying to come to us. We we all right. We not all stressing right. Donovan Mitchell. He he gonna be out of out of Cleveland real soon anyway. Uh, Jesus Brockton on the Blazers. I didn't even know that. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody said, "Yeah, I like I like Brogdon. Brogdon. It sucks, to, you know. Sometimes guys gotta, you know, get moved, you know, to make make the team better. And yeah, you just and then you wind up in the basement sometimes <laughs> when you get traded. But I would like to see Brogdon playing for a contender again. Um, let me see what what Gary saying." We'll go in true. What else was that? Right. The, the Wizards Wizards been on vacation since the season started in October. They they had nothing to play for. And and they they yeah, not gonna have a high pick. Y'all decided the wrong year to finally tank. Cause there ain't no Wimbin Yamas in this draft. So y'all tank it for no reason. <laughs> I, I appreciate you, drunk. I you know, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you. <laughs> back, back, back when back when Eric was in New York, they used to call him the Wave God. <laughs> I mean, it's you know, you know, we still there, baby. You know, you know how we give it up. You know. Facts. We got to talk about uh, Doc Rivers and the and the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, I've never seen a coach with the second best record in basketball get removed. Um, mid-season while you're in second place with trying to incorporate a a new superstar into a, a system and combine him with another superstar um, and you're still in second place and looking really good because from where they started the season to where they are right now, they look completely different and they're going to look completely different again once we get to the playoffs and they've had more time to to gel and and develop that chemistry, um, what, what was your thoughts when you heard that that Doc Rivers was taking over the Milwaukee job? I thought this is uh, desperation by the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, first of all, if, if you were this high on Doc Rivers, you could have had Doc Rivers in the off season uh, when Doc Rivers was relieved of his duties from the Sixers. You could have hired him then. You didn't have to hire Adrian Griffin. But the rumors and the things that I started hearing trip were that. Giannis and Dame didn't like the fact that he called them out about their defensive effort after they lost to the Pacers in the, in the in-season tournament. Mm. Um, then it got so bad that somebody on the team complained to the front office to the point where the front office was starting to show up at practice to see what Adrian Griffin was doing. Mm. Uh, he also called out Giannis individually and said, Giannis, you need to take on a bigger responsibility to play more on-ball defense, which is one of the things that I've always said as well. We talked about last year, them losing to Miami. Giannis, who is a former defense player of the year, refused to guard Jimmy Butler in a lot of those games when Jimmy Butler started cooking him in the fourth quarter. So Giannis loves to get the praise, but Giannis doesn't seem to really like the criticism. I also thought it was very telling that Giannis in the, in the press conference after Adrian Griffin was fired wouldn't address him by name. He kept saying that guy. He wouldn't call him by name. So I just think that um, this is Milwaukee understanding that Giannis is unhappy there. Giannis is putting a lot of pressure on the organization to do something, and they've made kind of a panic move. And I don't think Doc Rivers was the right guy. Adrian Griffin, I don't think, was ever the right guy because Adrian Griffin, as a first-time head coach, that's a lot of pressure to put on a guy to give him a team that's expected to win it all that first year when he, he's just learning the ropes as a head coach. I don't know why they didn't go after Nick Nurse, who was somebody who was more proven. And if you wanted Doc Rivers, like I said, you could have had Doc Rivers in the offseason. You don't bring him in now and then try to change up the whole game plan and the, and the philosophy around Doc Rivers. Oh, by the way, Doc Rivers ain't been out the second round in like 20 years, bro. Like, let's not, this is not like when the, the Lakers went and got Phil Jackson. Yeah. This is not like that. This is a situation where Doc Rivers, he couldn't cut it in, in the Clippers, right? Mm -hmm. And then he left the Clippers to go to Philly and then he couldn't cut it there. And now he's in Milwaukee. So I, I wouldn't be excited about Doc Rivers being a head coach. Yeah. See, Trunk says, Giannis said he didn't want Nick Nurse for whatever reason. I mean, I I guess Doc is is a respected guy. Um, like players respect Doc Rivers. Um, but yeah, I mean, resume wise, I mean, realistically, if you take away the one championship, Doc Rivers' resume is not really that good. It's like it's nothing to where you know what I'm saying he keeps getting the marquee. Coaching jobs around the leagues. I, I, at this point, I'm kind of like, uh, what was it? Uh, was it? Uh, what was uh, Fisher in the NFL? Um, what, what was his name? I forget his first name. Uh, was Jeff Fisher? 
Oh, the, the head coach that was with the Titans? Yeah, and then they took kept the Rams out. coaching jobs, and it was like, uh, bro, you ain't won since I can remember, but you keep getting these jobs. I'm starting to feel like that about Doc Rivers because he keeps getting these coaching jobs, and realistically, when was the last time Doc was in the finals? Uh, We're talking almost 20 years ago. That's what I'm saying. 2000, 2006. Yeah, so the fact that he keeps getting jobs on my junk, Doc Rivers is the dude in your girl ear every time you mess up saying she could treat her better him. <laughs> right. And yo, shout out to Will Gordon too, because we talked about that on Friday. That it was a little it was a little suspect that Adrian Griffin gets fired and within twenty four hours they had already drawn up the contract for Doc Rivers. So you know there was there was some communications behind the scenes. We've seen Doc Rivers in the front office about that job. And it's unfortunate. Adrian Griffin deserved better than that. As a first-time head coach, to have the second-best record in the East, he didn't deserve to be fired in the middle of the season like that. Yeah. Let's see, Giannis got Griffin fired. Griffin is not going to take him to the promised land. Griffin was done dirty. As a first-year coach, he was getting it done. Not letting him have the chance to prove himself in the playoffs is a garbage move. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you on that, on that Will. And that's messed up because you, when you're talking about a first-year head coach, it's not like he was there for a year, they didn't make it to the finals, or they made it to the finals and they lost, and you wanted to replace him. We, or at least, you know, at least Eric and, and myself, you know, we had this conversation at the beginning of the season. We knew it was going to take a little bit for mm-hmm. the Bucks to really get to to their peak um, just because you were trying to incorporate Dame were taking away Holiday, who was a big part of their, their defense. Um, and then, and, you know, so we, we, we knew those things. And he still has them on on course. They were in second place. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's, it's, it's kind of crazy that, that they, they, they let him go when they did. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I was, I, was in, I, I thought that they could do it. But I don't know. Now having Doc Rivers as the head coach, I don't know if 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 they can because if you can't take the accountability from 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 Griffin, you know what I'm saying? Like you're gonna take you're gonna be take take the accountability for when you're out there messing up from Doc Rivers. You know what I'm saying? What, like what's gonna what's gonna what's gonna be the, be the difference? So I, I don't know if they can win a championship now. I don't think they can. My biggest issue with them all year, and even leading up to it, was that they were going to struggle defensively. Dame has never been known for playing defense. And I also think, too, we we overlooked the fact that Dame hasn't played in a lot of big games. Like, Dame has had early playoff success, first-round playoff success, big shots early in the playoffs. But he's only been to one Western Conference Finals. He hasn't really had those type of moments where you expected him to step up, and he's never had to play with expectations of being a champion. Portland was never picked to ever come out of the West. So he didn't have to deal with that. This team, they're going to have to deal with certain level of expectations that I don't think a lot of those guys are ready for, Doc Rivers included. Yeah. Um, Doc Rivers was consulting for the Bucs. I, I did hear that, that he was some type of liaison or something with Adrian Griffin or then, something like that. Yeah, but then why not take the job from jump then? Maybe he could. He was consulting for them. He was consulting for them, but at the same time, he was doing podcasts talking about the Bucks. Because he was working, he was working with Bill Simmons over at the Ringer. Yeah. So, what type of consulting are you doing that you're still commenting on the team on podcasts and other media space? I don't know. Um, if Drew Holiday is there instead of Dame, does Griffin still get fired? Maybe if Giannis complains enough about it. Um, but the fact that you got Giannis and Dame, let's it's kind of like you know what I'm saying. It's like damn, that's 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 double the <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Yeah. The superstar saying this now. Um, you know what I'm saying. And on top of that, if 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 Holiday is still there, I think he I think Griffin still has the job because now we're talking about the same season, just a year healthier. You know what I'm saying? The same the same core. The defense is not affected the way it is. There's not this big adjustment that needs to be made. So maybe he doesn't get fired because, you know, one thing we always say is winning silence is all. Right? Uh, so I mean, they, but they were winning. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. I think, I think 
he would not have been fired. And as I mentioned, because I think the expectations went up significantly the moment they made the Dame trade. If they, if they never, if they never make the Dame trade, I think there would have been realistic expectations around this team that yeah, they're a title contender, but probably not the favorite to come out of the East. Yeah. The moment they made the Dame trade, everyone put them at the top of the East, and everyone assumed they were going to be this juggernaut because it's it's Dame Lillard who was just came off averaging thirty plus last year, and it's Giannis who you know is a multiple time MVP and everything that he does. And everybody thought, oh, this just is going to click so quickly. And now that it's not clicking, we see they're not living up to expectations. And there are they are guys on that team that don't know how to play with the expectations. Yeah. Um, word, I mean, word it's on, possible. That, that, that's another weird. That's, but no, I'm glad Drunk said that. It's funny, but I'm glad he said that because that's a weird situation in itself. Because if you're a title contender, the Nassus is wasting a roster spot, bro. Like, you telling me there isn't somebody else who who could take that roster spot, who could be more valuable to that team, but because he is the brother of the best player in uh, maybe franchise history, no disrespect to Oscar Robertson, no disrespect to Kareem, he gets to keep his spot on the team? Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess they, they probably look at it like, let's, the 15th man on the roster, would he really be getting minutes like that anyway? He'd probably just be riding the bench anyway. Yeah, but when you're a team that has the cap issues that they have, that every spot is valuable to your team. No, no, I, I agree. But the, the 15th man, how much is he making? But he's not the 15th man. He's like the 12th, oh, 12th man because he, he he suits up. Yeah. yeah. He, he suits he does, up, he so he's not the court. 15th man. Well, <laughs> Giannis said he got to get three minutes. <laughs> Crazy yeah, thing I, is, supposedly listen, he was better than Giannis I, when they was kids. I saw listen, the movie. Man. I watched the movie. When the movie is <laughs> listen, listen, man. Yadis continues to look out for his brother. He 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 continues to keep him employed. It's complete bullshit though, man. Cause I'm gonna tell you right now, if I'm somebody else on that team and we try to win a championship, like yo, you telling me, yo, we could have got somebody else in here, bro. Facts. We, like, yo, I'm yo, prime example, right? As a Nick fan. As a Nick fan, we mad that they they bring in Taj Gibson back on a 10-day contract. I'd rather have Taj Gibson than the, than the Nassers, though. Yeah, I mean, listen, he done been in some 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 big games. He's right. like, you know, he's like a, a solid veteran. Right. Um, so There's, you telling old. me you telling me you can't find one person out there that's better than the Nassers that could be more valuable to what we trying to do? Hell no. I'm sure you could. They should they could they should move him and try to bring over Brogdon. <laughs> Oh my God! Shout out to my cousin uh, John. He said Giannis out there arguing calls. <laughs> yeah. His brother did that little bullshit move that behind the back dribble. Yeah, and they they thought he got off all that. Oh, Come on, man! Goodness. Shit, you could you could bring Dwight Howard over. Dwight Howard would be more valuable to that roster spot. Word facts, but he got a lot of other things going on that we. Ain't well, gonna I mean, that's a different story. Right yeah. he, got, he got he got a lot going on. Facts. Either way, the Bucks are zero and one right now, <laughs> under the under the Doc Rivers. So it is what it is. I ra- <laughs> that's a fact too. <laughs> I'd rather have Justin Thompson on suspension. That's <laughs> what I'm Just saying. There's there's some valuable guys out there that could bring more that. At least if I if I th- got to put you in the game for three or five minutes, I know what you're gonna do. The NASA's out there just he just running around looking crazy. Facts, facts, facts. Um, really quick before we get ready to get up out of here, um, Teofimo Lopez, who we talked about uh, a couple of months ago, his uh, quote unquote retirement. When we said back then he wasn't quote unquote retiring, he will be uh, defending his uh, his his uh, championship belt on February eighth against Jamie Ortiz. Um, I'm going with Teofimo on this one. Who you got, Eric? Of course, I got I got Teofimo, and this is going to set the stage. I recently saw him on the DAZN boxing show where he said him and Devin Haney spoke personally, mm-hmm. and he wanted to try to make the fight with Devin Haney. Um, and then I believe also him and I think Tank's people had a brief conversation. Nothing serious, but he did hint that him and Tank kind of spoke like, could they do it at a weight? You know, if they could figure out the weight to make it happen, they would do it. Yeah. But him and Devin Haney, I think, are on a crash course. They are the two best fighters at 140. And Devin Haney, for as skilled as he is, I still think he needs somebody like Teofimo who's exciting enough, who can who can draw the attention to the fight. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I like it. I like it for boxing. 
That's all I'm saying. I like it for boxing. Um, that that fight is gonna be coming up in February. Also, again, Bruce Carrington, aka mm-hmm. Shushu, is getting back in the ring the following week on the thirteenth. Um, looking forward to that. He's gonna be back at MSG. Uh, for that fight. Um, we might, well, it's kind of close. I was gonna say, Eric, we might need to to get to. Nah, to I won't be up there. Yeah, yeah. It's too close, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Haney will crush tail. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. You think Teofimo? You think Teofimo can win the fight? I absolutely. I think that's a 50-50 fight. Mm. I think that's that's a 50-50 fight. Devin Haney is nice. Don't get me wrong, but Devin Haney does not possess the power to back down Teofimo. He's he's gonna have to outskill him. And Teofimo was a slick boxer himself. I he would not crush him. Would could Haney win that fight? Absolutely. And Haney would be the favorite going into that fight. But he would not crush Teofimo Lopez. Because if you're going to say he, he would crush Teofimo Lopez, then why he can't crush Lomachenko, who is a smaller fighter? Mm. Lomachenko is a smaller fighter who does not possess the same power or speed that Teofimo does. Yeah. And he struggled with Lomachenko. So he would have his hands full with Teofimo. Now, I would I, I would give the edge to Haney, but because Teofimo is from Brooklyn, I, I, I got to just pick Teofimo. Nah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Haney, Haney would be the favorite. And I would expect Haney to win. Yeah, but I don't think he crushes him. I think that's a really a close fight. fight still. Yeah, which is which is which is great for us. That's great for the sport of boxing. Those close fights like that, you know what I'm saying? Because then we get get a rematch if it's a, you know because they are so close, and it is something where either one of those guys can win that fight. That means we could possibly get a rematch, and if we lucky, <laughs> we get a, get a, a trilogy. But, <laughs> Pay your rent. Drunk. You gotta figure, <laughs> drunk, you gotta figure that out. You gotta figure that out quick because it's the 30th. So Facts. you're still 50-50. You gotta get that right real quick. Facts. Oh, uh, while you guys are here, um we back on we're back on Sunday this coming Sunday. Um uh, we, we took we, we switched from Sunday the past two weeks because we didn't want to compete with the NFL playoffs, but we are officially back this uh this coming Sunday for our Super Bowl special. And we 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 didn't feel right just to having having Raheem Brock just come to the station. And y'all don't get to do what y'all do because we know y'all like to do y'all homework and ask y'all questions. So we got Raheem Brock just for you guys. He's going to be live with us next Sunday. Uh, was that February fourth? Uh, That's the fourth. Yes, February. Yes, February fourth. He's going to be with us at seven p.m. So uh, set the recorders right now. We're going to have Super Bowl champion Raheem Brock in the building. Y'all can ask him whatever questions y'all got, whatever y'all want to ask. Get them questions ready. When I, when, I, when I log in at about 6.55, I want to see all them questions lined up in a row for Raheem Brock because we are bringing y'all a Super Bowl champion to Real Fans Real Talk and to rock out with the supporters of the show so y'all can do what y'all do best and throw them questions while we talk football with Raheem Brock. Eric, I know you're excited. Colts in the building. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a that's a former Colt. He had a great career with us. Um, I really enjoyed our conversation with him in person, but I'm I'm super excited to now bring him to the platform now where all our supporters can engage with him and ask questions as well. Exactly, exactly. With that being said, Eric, you want to give us a final thought? Oh, man, as always, we appreciate all the supporters, man. You can be anywhere in the world. You're rocking with us. Do not forget, we're going to do a Friday Night Live this week. We won't have any picks because, obviously, we're going to wait until we get to the week of the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But we'll be giving our thoughts on what happened this past Sunday as well as everything that's happened in the NBA. And Will Gordon and myself are going to be coming up with another topic. It'll probably be a movie-related topic for this week as well. So stay tuned for that. And then, like I said, tune in Sunday, Trip, as you mentioned. We got Raheem Brock. We got a cold in the building. Yes, sir. Same thing. Peace and love, uh, Will Gordon. Appreciate you. For rocking out with us. Uh, make sure you guys are following us on all our social media. Instagram, Twitter, at RealFanTalk. Facebook.com forward slash RealFansRealTalk. And, of course, uh, like us on YouTube. Subscribe to that channel. YouTube.com forward slash ForTheFansProductions. And uh, if you are not in the New York City area and you can't watch us on Thursday nights from 8 to 9 p.m. on Verizon 43, don't worry, all you got to do is hit up the website, realfansrealtalk.com, and uh, click that red button on the homepage. You can watch from anywhere in the world. Um, oh, and uh, make sure y'all subscribe to two of the best podcasts out right now, the Sanchez Show podcast and the Real Fans Real Talk podcast, streaming on all major platforms. Don't be late to the party, man. That's all I'm going to say. Don't be late to the party. And uh, again, shout out to our guest, uh, Rocco 
we will be seeing this young man at Rutgers University um, for a couple of years to come. So congratulations again to him and the entire uh, Holy Trinity, uh, all, all the seniors that's going to, to play college football this season. Shout out to all of you guys, uh, Nick, uh, Jameer, um, and, and, and everybody else, uh, Jay Acosta. Shout out to all, all of you young men moving on to that next level. For myself, Trip Young, and my co-host, my brother, Eric Sanchez, a.k.a. Legend in Two Games. We up out of here. What's good? It's your boy Daylight. You're now tuned in with RealFansRealTalk.com. Bye, y'all. Real fans, real talk, we as real as you thought. 